If you like weird history, true crime, haunted and paranormal, then pause the podcast you're listening to right now and subscribe to Ghost Town wherever you listen to podcasts. We also have a video component to our favorite Ghost Town episodes at youtube.com slash Jason Horton. Episodes like The Los Feliz Murder House, The Toxic Lady, The Black Dahlia, Janis Joplin's Hotel Room, The Haunted Roosevelt Hotel, and more. Just go to youtube.com slash Jason Horton. That's youtube.com slash J-A-S-O-N-H-O-R-T-O-N. And while you're there, please subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. Thank you. everybody, it's Friends Without Benefits. I'm Jason Horton, and I'm here with my good friend, Whitney Lauritsen. Hey, Whitney. Hi. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Um, I'm going to start out by saying um, how we met is because you were stalking me. <laughs> yes, yes. That's please. how I'm starting I off. I was really hoping you were going to tell the story. <laughs> up, straight up stalker out there, yep. everyone. Yeah. Uh, we met because we both did uh, the Ford Fiesta movement. Mm-hmm. We drove a Ford around and uh, not the same one. Well, actually, ours were basically the same. We were basically, but the same. they were twins. They yeah. weren't the exact same. Car. They were twins, so it was like kind of weird that yeah. you were stalking me. And uh-huh. then I was uh, at the supermarket yeah. minding my own biz, mm-hmm. and then you pull in there like I I heard. Oh, I want your body. Give it to me right now. But you didn't say that. You're like, oh, hey, we have the same car. I heard, oh, hey, I want your body and I want it right now. Yeah. Um, whatever. I think uh, the picture we took should be like the thumbnail image for this podcast yeah, episode. Just kind of like, I'm wearing crappy shorts and uh, this is really awkward. <laughs> we're expo- uh, and our cars were kind of dirty and we were all nervous that Ford was going to be upset. Yeah. We, uh, was, uh, we were under the thumb of Ford. And, uh, but you had like kind of like, you had like, you put art on yours or something like that, right? You have some written on it or something well, like that. Well, I, I, oh, you got- put your, you did some branding yes i did i'm always doing branding so i wrote with this marker <laughs> on the back of my well, was it e- eco vegan gal yeah right yeah. and i actually got people tweeting me and saying they yeah. saw my car yeah. and they were all excited we'll do that now that's your youtube right youtube.com slash eco vegan gal everything's eco vegan gal everything all mm-hmm. all day or day yep yeah. um so we did this we did this ford thing and, and uh we became friends yeah and here we are you know what i was trying to remember was in between that and the time i invited you to my pizza party I, yeah, How did we do we bond or was it immediately, hey, I'm stalking you and then hey, come to my pizza I think party. we kind of connect. I think we all kind of connected through Ford. Like, you know what I mean? So we all kind of because it would be weird because you'd see other fiestas out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is not a Ford plug, by the way. There'll no. be plenty of plugs, but we're not we are not <laughs> plugging, if, if anything, the opposite of plug. unless Ford wants to. No, we want to do this again. Yeah, we want to do it again. So we got to suck up to them. Yeah, come on, Ford. Um, <laughs> that was fun, though, because there was about 100 people total, and yeah. then um, 30 of us were in L.A., so we would run into each other We'd, with our cars. Especially, the, I went to some parties, and it would be like eight. I was like, well, this is where it's at, because yep. there's a whole bunch of fiestas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we did a lot of we did a lot of cool stuff. We did stuff with Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, I went to New York Comic Con, which was like super, which was super fun, and um, we I just got had, to go skydiving. Yeah, and I got to—I don't know what I got. Well, I got to eat pizza. Yep. Uh, at yeah. your at your pizza party. Mm-hmm. Uh, at, it was uh, a vegan pizza. Yeah, party Fresh too. Brothers, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, Fresh Brothers. Yeah, and it was, good. and I liked it. You know what I mean? Because, all right, here, let me ask you one question. The the thing about when people reference vegans, either are vegan, vegetarian, um, CrossFit, or whatever, is that the CrossFit. need the need to let people know that that's what you are. <laughs> How, do you have to do that? Do you all, like? I mean, obviously, your eco vegan gal uh, is, is on everything. But do you feel the need to like let? How quickly do you let people know you're vegan? It depends on the situation. I actually try to be really discreet about yeah. it now because it's such a huge part of my career. It is my career. 
uh, that I don't want to talk about it quite as much anymore. Before I, I started this whole career doing what I do, vegan was something that I would slip into conversations whenever I could. Yeah. And now it's like, oh, I don't want to talk about it too much. And I don't like making people feel uncomfortable. Like we were just ran out to, who was it, Max? Yeah, yeah. You just uh, yeah. had on. And, you know, people immediately assume that I'm going to judge them because they're not vegan. And so I always try to figure out ways to make people feel comfortable because non-vegans will start to feel like I'm judging them, and I don't like that feeling. Well, I'm judging you. That's only because I'm a guy and you're a female. <laughs> yeah. and, and guess what? You live in Los Angeles, and that's what you get for living here. Yep. That's what yep. I do. Uh, uh, I mean, speaking of, of judging, you could uh, you can judge this po- podcast but by subscribing, you know what I mean? Subscribing, rating, commenting. Yep. It's a it's a very nice thing to do. It is. It is. You have a sure. podcast too. I do. I have one now and I'm working on two others. Well, what's the well, start? Okay, hold on. Everyone stop. <laughs> slow down. Slow what's down. the first one? So I can judge that partially. <laughs> okay, this one is called Real Influencer, spelled R E E L. So it's it's based around YouTube and other mm-hmm social media platforms and all that. And what what do you talk about? So with my business partner, Kobe Kim, mm. we talk about monetization strategies. Mm. So we're really passionate about helping other content creators make money off of their work because we not need just to. Relying, not just relying on, on YouTube for that, right? I mean, I was not Everything. Just relying, not just relying on like ad, like putting up a video and being like, oh, well, I hope it works out. Yeah. Right? Yeah. All of that. I mean, all the different strategies that it takes to monetize your work. So, you know, as as you know, it's challenging just to live off of AdSense. You have to work really hard to get subscribers and views and all these other things. So you have to be strategic about other sources of revenue. I mean, you know, it's like if you went to YouTube.com slash Jason Horton and you subscribed and watched all my videos. Yeah, just say you did that. Yeah, just pretend you went and yeah. did that and hit the like button. Or just button go do it so you can experience what we're talking about here. Yeah. So you get might not understand. Yeah. yeah, if, if you went, you have that. to go do it to really get it. To do get, yeah. It. And uh, your it's realinfluencers.com, realinfluencers.com, yep. real influencer. Oh, just one, just was, one. Was S, yeah. was taken. Yep, the S is well. Actually, yes, it was temporarily taken. Right. We didn't want to do real. So, influencers. Oh, but you're only talking to one real influencer. Yeah, like, just one person at a time, one yeah. on one. Right. Yeah. Yep. So mm-hmm. stand in line. Yep. Like, it's not that exactly. <laughs> okay. So well, here's the thing: is I um, and this is something that I ask. There's a lot of people out there that are so-called experts, right? Yeah. I mean. I do a lot of dating stuff um, and I talk about dating stuff and, and comedy and, and YouTube and like, you know, what what gives me the right, what gives anyone the right to call themselves something when there's like no school for it? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just mm-hmm. like, it's like being an actor. It's like, I'm an actor. Well, I just called myself an actor or a director or a producer or a social media expert. You just call yourself that. I don't like to use the word expert for that reason, mm-hmm. though. I mean, some people will put that label on me, but I try not to use that unless you I'm- sex expert. Uh, sometimes. Okay, cool. Yeah. That's a good you know, one. You know, you need to help. use that. Yeah. Yeah. No, it helps. It spices things up. It so, really does. But what what gives you the right to tell people what to, what you what you think they should do or what, what could help them? Well, because people keep asking. I mean, that's why the whole Real Influencer project developed. And, and I had started doing things through my own domain, WhitneyLauritson.com, uh, a few months ago because I was just getting emails constantly, people asking, how do I do it? And especially in the vegan community and, and a lot of these niches – People just don't know what they're doing. They know in my particular field, they know that they're passionate about being vegan and they have blogs and maybe they have YouTube channels and social media, but all of them are working full time. And so they keep complaining, well, you know, I can't make any money from this, but I hate working for somebody else and I want to do what you do. And I've been working for myself for the past five years, really passionately focused on being an entrepreneur. So it's just this floodgates open of people wanting to pick my brain. And then I turned it into my own business. I mean, like like you, like I uh, got laid off from a job in 2009 and I haven't had a 
real Well, I didn't say I got laid off, Jason. No, well, I'm saying I got laid <laughs> off. I got laid off from a job, yeah. thankfully, and then I, ha- I haven't had a, a, like a real job since. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um, I, if it's like like rocking, rocking the honeys, is that a job? I guess then I do have a what? job. Rocking the honeys. Rocking oh. the honeys. You know what it's I mean? It's like, is that a name of like. It's a name of what <laughs> I do, Whitney. <laughs> is that uh, your other YouTube channel? Uh, I like yeah, that name. Yeah. <laughs> but just go to YouTube.com slash Jason Horton. Yeah. Um, so is, I mean, like you're saying, having niches and stuff like that yes. is. If you're too broad, it's like you, you, you want to try to please everyone or like mm-hmm. get the most out of it and you can't do that. So be so having something specific like being vegan, I mean, okay, so you're eco vegan gal, right? Yeah. Eco, the earth. Yep. Like, you know, don't don't put styrofoam in the ocean or do do it. Don't, right? I like to focus on the do's. Okay, the so positives. Do, the positives. So inst- instead of saying don't put styrofoam in there, I would say do use reusable containers or something. Right, yeah. right. Uh, what – there's money to be made for everything though. Yes, of it, course. It, I mean, you know, even nonprofits – are pro- you know what I mean? Like they sustain. You yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. So you're you have something which is um it, it, I mean it's it's a it's a helpful giving, not a lot of taking, but mm-hmm. there that doesn't mean it's not monet uh not able to be monetized or not able to uh profit from. Mm-hmm. Uh which is kind of interesting because yeah. like if I do dating stuff, it's like, oh that it's already kind of sleazy. You know what I mean? <laughs> Let's make some money with that sleaze. But for you it's like I'm eco, I'm vegan, and I'm a gal. You know what I mean? <laughs> also, give me give me your money, please. Uh, well, yeah, it's interesting. And that's why a lot of people struggle is because anybody who's, quote unquote, doing good for the world feels uncomfortable making money. And that's what where it gets really sticky. And I think that that's why people come to me asking, well, how do I do this? Because I don't want to come across as greedy. I'm trying to help people not take from them. And I think it's, it's interesting. You just have to switch that mindset around because we – spend money on things all the time and we vote with our dollar on thing that's one of my favorite phrases you know to buy things to say we want to move things forward if if people like me were not making this my full-time career then I wouldn't be able to do as much as I do and that's kind of how I position it as do you want me to work full-time and check in with you whenever I can or do you want to hear from me constantly and learn and learn and and make the world a better place well I think what's good about you is you have this thing it's like if I can do it you could do it yes yeah, I mean, not, not to say that, that you're a dime a dozen or anything, but you're you're not. <laughs> it's not like you have like a, a trust fund or right. you just fell into a bunch of money, which is yeah. would be very easy for you to say, like, yeah, just do what I do. Duh. <laughs> but you you come from you know like a do for yourself. You you worked probably at jobs you did not like, perhaps, yeah. and you you made the decision like I want to invest in myself yes. and I think I'm worth it. And if I believe in myself and I'm intelligent about it, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, you'll succeed. And uh, I mean, would you say that like? Having this business, uh, Real Influencer, um, you've kind of – if you can go back to your old self and be like, what would you do differently? Is that a little bit of what you do with like your, your oh, branding strategies and stuff like that? Absolutely. I mean my, my partner Kobe and I talk about this all the time, how we wish – she was in the same place too. We come from a very similar background and that's how we met through through YouTube and all of that. And we had no idea what we were doing and we were just these two friends through YouTube that would talk about strategies all the time and we would learned so much from that conversation. And that's basically what we're bringing to the table, especially with the podcast. And so absolutely, if when I first left my job in 2010, I had no idea what I was going to do. And I, I did a lot of freelance work. I wasn't completely working for myself for a while. I used to work for Apple. I've always been a big 
tech geek. Mm-hmm. And um, I just, but I didn't know what to do in between. And I, I wanted to work entirely for myself. And it took me a while to figure that out. And it was challenging because I didn't even think to look outside of my little niche. I was so focused on what other people were doing in like the eco world and the vegan world and all that. But where it really helped me the most was when I started paying attention to just regular business people and listening to podcasts and reading books and just seeing how just, you know, everybody else was doing it. And then I applied it to my specific niche. I mean, supply and demand and and human beings like wanting or needing things is, doesn't matter if you're vegan or, or you're you know you're ecologically sound or whatever the case may be. I mean, people are people in that yep. sense, and money works the same way, exactly. and, and supply and demand works mm-hmm. th- works the same way. Uh, um, so, what are some of the things if you could go back? Let's go back to like when you're starting to work for yourself, like 2011 or something like that. What yeah. are some of the things you would have done differently that you wish you did then that you do now? I wish I had started creating a product of some mm-hmm. sort because that's the thing is you can get ad revenue through YouTube. You set up through the partner program and then you can do AdSense on your website, of course. You can look for sponsors. But that that's all tricky and it fluctuates so much. You don't have a ton of control over it. You can't count on it necessarily. Exactly. And we never know when those, those platforms are going to fall through or and the algorithms change. There's so many factors happening there. One of the best things I've done is just developing a pr- products and services, so something that I could sell. So whether it was merchandise, like I have T-shirts, I have eBooks, I have online courses that I teach, I do private coaching. You know, all of those different things are, give me a lot more control, and I wish I had started those right out the gate. But nobody was really doing that in my niche, so I just didn't think to it. Think about it. I think what probably helps, and you know, I think we do this all the time, is leverage things that we've done to make other things happen. And you know, the the, the thing we did with Ford was like a pretty big. I mean, it, it was a pretty big involved campaign. It was, you know, there's a, a you know, not, I wouldn't say they were cool. It was like, but there's a little scrutiny to deal with like legal stuff and you mm-hmm. can't just like run around and go wild and <laughs> things changed. And it was like, it, it was, but it was a learning experience for everyone. But it was a lot of, um, I think it was a, peop, a big company puts a lot of value. I mean, you know, when it's a hundred people and the amount of people in the world or how many people that applied, it's, it's a lot. Uh, it's just like, why you? And you're like, yeah. I'm going to tell you why me. Mm-hmm. And you leverage those things yes. uh, to let people know. It's like, here's, you know, for me, it's like I, I'm a writer. Uh, and people ask me, it's like, well, why should I listen to you? And if I can pull up a couple of videos that have been very successful and very transparent, I'm like, this is why I could do it. And I've done that writing commercials and stuff. And I'm like, this is why I know what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm not asking you to take my word for it. I'm not. I'm showing you. And I think that's great about what, what you do, what I do, and what we do. Absolutely. So when I mean, because your 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 kind of brand, because we talked about your 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 real influencer, um, not recently, recently, but it was it kind of recently. Uh, what 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 made you sit there and be like, you know what, like, I I need to tell people how to do what I do. You're doing what you do. That's one thing. You know, the Whitney Lawrence, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you're doing that thing, but you want to teach people how to do it. No matter what your what your name is dot com. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? And what, what gave you I don't know, like what what makes somebody want to be like you're almost you're not taking away from yourself, but you sort of are like for me, everything is is 
under the Jason Horton banner. You yeah, know what like I mean? YouTube.com slash Jason Horton. Horton you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, I have a, a, a dating book, which you could probably attest on pretty smooth with the ladies. Uh, you, you know are. what I mean? That's bit.ly.com slash the free dating guide. B-I-T dot L-Y slash the free dating guide. I mean, what? I mean, you could vouch for that, right? Oh, absolutely. Well, I'm, just em- mean, I'm just emanating hotness from right here. It's, it's really it's, hard for me to contain to, to myself But right you're now. managing. Yeah. It's weird how you're yeah. managing that, I guess. Well, um, no one can really see what we're doing right, right now. Right, right, so. right. But they can, they can use their imagination. Yeah, absolutely. And be very unenthused. Um, can, uh, <laughs> so what, like what, what makes you so confident that you can just take away from yourself and kind of like, because you need to answer a variety of questions. Like you said, like it, if it's not vegan and it's not eco, it could literally be like, I want to sell books on yeah. like, how to build tables. And it really doesn't matter what it is. Well, it's interesting because I that's something that I'm still trying to figure yeah. out right now is I don't you it, there's it's tricky to not niche down too much. Right. And there's there's definitely a need in my niche. Yeah. And I've I've tested that through these different yeah. courses and free offerings I've had. There are plenty of people that are interested in in just learning how they can work in this. I don't need to make it too broad. Right, right, right. And there are plenty of people who are broadly talking about online But what you want is that. hopefully that it, it, it gets big enough. Yeah, and, I think And so. I think it, I mean, and it is, it's like a thing, it's like somebody wants something, how do you how do you get them to want it from you? And I yep. think that's like the kind of bottom, bottom line. Yes. You know, there's, I mean, stuff with anything with like food or diet or lifestyle, which I'd say is slightly broadens from what you do, is huge. Mm-hmm. You know, and a Absolutely. lot of people are doing it and not everyone could be successful. Right. And people want their thing to be above all the other things that are essentially failing. Unfortunately, yeah. it's yeah. You know, a terrible way to, <laughs> to think about it. Well, it's interesting because just I, I've noticed, I guess I assumed in the beginning that people knew as much as I did. And then I started realizing through conversations that they did it. And I was, you know, not from an egotistic perspective, but I felt like I was the smartest person there in terms of business. And I, I stepped back and thought, wow, I cannot believe these people don't know all these different strategies and all of these different things that I've been learning. And they're so insecure. That's a huge, huge thing that I think is going to be a big part of, of the work that I do is helping people learn more self-confidence and take away those secure layers, um, insecurities, uh, because that gets in your way so much. And that is probably the number one thing I see with people is the thing that's holding them back is that they're afraid and they don't think that they can do it. And it all comes down to that self-worth. Yeah, I think, you know, we listen, I hate, I hate asking, I don't like asking people for, for anything. I really don't like doing it. I don't like, you know, but you do it anyways. Well, you know, here's the thing is like, I don't like to like, you know, when, you know, they talk about YouTube and they're just like, oh, let's let, let charge for your videos. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Like, they already, I'm already like, you know, follow me on Twitter or Snapchat the Jason Horton. You know what I mean? Like, or Snapchat eco vegan Cal. You know what yep. I mean? I feel like I'm already asking a lot, even though like I'm giving stuff away for free. And then if I do like a, a you know, branded video, which I do from time to time, you know, there's backlash. Yeah, but I think that we need to shift that perception. Absolutely. And that's the, that's the biggest thing that creators can do right now is, is, is just take those risks. And, you know, I love that video that Shane Dawson did about this. And we moving, talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, how he, how he did this great video about Vessel mm-hmm. and people just having this backlash. I can't believe I have to pay. First of all, it's like Vessel set up so you don't have to pay. Right. We're not forcing you to do anything. It's just Vessel gives you early access to things and that's what you pay for. And we see this model working with Hulu and Netflix and, you know, now HBO Now or HBO Go, whatever they're calling it. And, and people are paying for that. But yet that model hasn't entirely been accepted on a platform like YouTube yet. 
So I think it's our job as creators to just slowly move people towards that because I don't think they realize how much work and time goes into everything that we create. I think that YouTube has been set up to be this kind of like casual fun, like person next door. Like a co-op, like a hippie co-op <laughs> or something like that where like you know, things yeah. are free. Like. And then they or they think that we're making a ton of money when we really aren't. And, and I think it's really important for us right now to shift that mentality. We're not trying to take their money. We're trying to give them more. And we can give them more if we're all part of it together and supporting one another. And it's like, what's a dollar to them a month? I mean, if it was between, hey, I'm going to do great content for you. It's their drug money. It's their cartel drug money. I mean, and I see the same thing with health, too. People complain about how expensive healthy food is, and they won't flinch at dropping $5 at Starbucks every single day. Or when it comes time to go, you know what I mean? It's like... Pay now or you pay later. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And and so I don't I think it's weird that audiences are so resistant to paying like ninety nine cents or two ninety nine or whatever it is, but they'll spend all this money on Hulu and Netflix and all of that. To give millionaires more, more yeah. another another three dollars. Exactly. But people that are like kind of like I mean, I put anything I make on my channel goes right back in, in into absolutely. my channel. Absolutely. Yeah. And and you know it's it's not like I think people assume that, like, well, there's ads on your video. You must be a millionaire. Because there are some people that are very successful, and that's great, but there's a huge middle class on YouTube. I think, you know, the first conversations they had – this is years ago. I don't know if you remember this. is that thing of, like, having pre-rolls on your video. Mm -hmm. Like – are we gonna, not going to put pre-rolls on our video because it's going to turn people off? And yeah. now it's a thing where it's like nobody <laughs> – Everybody has it. Everybody has yep. it. And I think we need to kind of – like you're saying, like we need to make that the new thing where it's like, yeah, once in a while there's going to be some kind of product or endorsement that's hopefully similar to what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Like if I start shilling like purses, then I guess it's like, well, then I am kind of like a greedy sellout or whatever <laughs> unless I make it totally hilarious and yeah. that I can. But I try to talk about things that I'm like, I would use this. Like I think there's value in this and – I think you will find value with it too and, and hopefully I can bring it to you at a v- more inexpensive cost if I can give a discount or, or whatever the case may be. But then the funny thing is, is is audiences will get mad at you for working with sponsors and you're like, well, you don't want to pay me. Like somebody's got to help fund me. So you're mad at me for working with a sponsor to, to generate some revenue, but you refuse to pay me too. Like wh- what am I going to do? Right. I, it's kind of – I mean it's a no-win thing, but I think the thing is the bottom line is people are very – they're their memories are short. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, mm-hmm. I've seen people like huge people do huge brand deals with like you know big companies, and everyone's mad until tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. Everyone gets over it, and there's, yep. there's just something else to be. Uh, there's something else to be. People upset like about. to be mad. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna switch it up a little bit. Okay, because there's there's gal in your yeah in your name, eco vegan gal. Um, how do you deal with stuff like? And I'm just asking for a, f- a friend, a hot friend, a hot, cool friend. No, I'm, just, I'm at, well, I'm asking for a hot, very hot, tall. What's tall? Um, <laughs> wh- how do you like when, you know, like you're vegan? Mm-hmm. Okay. I dated a vegan once for, for a, a while. And I, Seems at the time, like was, everybody says that I've dated a vegan or well, I was vegan for a week. Well, here's the thing is, it, it, but the thing is, I, well, I was, I was vegetarian for six years and I'm not like I eat fish sometimes, you know what I mean? Veg, or like on Thanksgiving, you know, those people that are vegetarian that yeah. like once it was just, that's what I was just vegetarian for six years and that's just what I did. So it was a little bit easier dating a vegan, but there's just certain like, there's just certain things that like there's crossroads, you know what I mean? That you, that you may or may not come to like, what is your, what are your crossroads when it comes to like dudes? Oh, like Hot make or break things with men, like deal breakers. With deal dudes. breakers. Yeah. <laughs> when I say it like this, is cool. huh? Well, it's funny because I feel like most men in my world right now are vegan. So in the past, I I was totally fine with dating non-vegan men, 
but the last few guys that I've dated have been vegan. So I don't know. It would be it'd be interesting to um, be approached by a non-vegan guy and see. I mean, for me, it, it's hard because I am comfortable being around non-vegans and watching them eat non-vegan food in front of me because I really believe in this freedom of choice. People should be able to do whatever they want. But I also know the consequences of for it for your health and the environment and, of course, for animals. So it's hard once you know that information. You have ethical convictions. Yeah. And, and whatnot. So for me, it's it's not that I am judging someone just because I'm judging them and I don't, you know, I don't care about who they are. It's just I, I this is all I do. So I'm just bombarded with this information all the time. I cannot not see it. So it's one thing to go out to a dinner with a friend every once in a while and see them eat those foods. But when you're living with somebody or you're seeing them every single day, that's a lot harder to see that What if you just see them like once in a while? You know what I mean? No, if it was once in a while. Thing, I mean. There you go, guys. Well, there you go. Now, you, now I've just widened your audience. I just widened. You can all subscribe to the can Follow all her stuff. I'm just – I just – when you give that kind of glimmer of hope that like, yeah – even you. There's a chance. There's yep. a chance. Yep. You just open up so many doors, and that's all I'm Sure. Do. Well, almost every day I get a comment from someone saying, I'm not vegan, but I watched the video, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, that people are interested, and a lot of people just want to eat vegan for one meal or every once in a while. They know there are health benefits and environmental mm-hmm. benefits to it, and, and I think people are interested. So with my channel, I'm not one of those vegan channels that berates people that aren't vegan. I really want as many people to try it and see what it's like and see that it's not that hard as possible. So I really have that welcoming attitude with my channel. And there are a number of vegans out there that don't like my work because of that. They think that I'm too soft and I'm too too gentle with other people. A lot of the vegan channels on YouTube are really hardcore. Have you ever seen any of them? Do you know Well, anyone? you know, I, I come from, like, I was... <laughs> Straight Edge, if you're familiar with Straight Edge, where uh-huh. I, I didn't drink until I moved to Los Angeles. I was, you know, and even when I stopped calling myself Straight Edge, it just wasn't part of my culture to like drink or do drugs or, or whatever. I say culture, like part of my own personal culture. Yeah. And during that, some of the time, I was a, a vegetarian and stuff like that. And um, a lot of uh, a lot of part of that scene what were, was vegan, and it was a very like hardline thing. Like people like took it like. You know, whether it was, you know what I mean, animal liberation or, you know what I mean? Like it was a very like kind of strong hardline stance. So I, I kind of understand that it's like an all or nothing. Like, you mm-hmm. know, we wanted this. But, you know, also there's a lot of other people that say that too about their own thing. And like, what's the difference? You know, yes, I, you, but what my 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 stance is my, my stance is more important. Yeah, they, they're saying the same thing. You know what I mean? Like, uh, so it, it's just hard to, um, I don't know. It just, I, I guess it kind of gives v- – vegans or anyone who has any kind of conviction bad name or if you do crossfit i mean not everyone who does crossfit (laughs) talks about it at all or paleo or paleo like sometimes we just don't talk about it all the time we just do it and we enjoy it and we don't bother anyone with it yeah i you know i like to find a balance between that because obviously it's something i talk about every single day but for me it's just the way that i talk about it to make people feel like i'm not judging them like that to me is so important I want to be able to hang out with non-vegans and do things with them, like especially on YouTube. A lot of the YouTubers I know are not vegan. The bigger YouTube channels that I'm connected to are not vegan. And to me, there's so I think much eating, value. They're eating money, though. They're just yeah. eating like money, money sandwiches. Exactly. Yeah. But I want to eat that, too, sometimes. Yeah, they're so. <laughs> money, money sandwiches. 
<laughs> so it's like I don't I don't want to live in this vegan bubble of I'm only going to associate with vegans. I'm only going to talk about vegans. I don't accept anyone who's not vegan. I don't think that that's how we really make progress because how can we bring in anyone new or how can we make somebody feel comfortable if I got a few ways that you can bring new people in. Oh yeah, what's I that? I don't know. Just a couple ways. <laughs> Uh huh. Is it in your ebook? Yeah. What's yeah, that yeah. URL? Oh again? yeah. Oh, uh, uh, Bitly.com <laughs> slash the free dating guide. I don't know. Maybe it's there. I don't know. It could be there, or it could be in my ebook. Oh yeah. What's how do we get Which that? Which is veganebook.com. It's not there. Yeah. Well, but go to it anyway and find yeah, out for you yourself. Can, you can find out there. It's actually my my ebook. In all seriousness, uh, is written to dispel this myth that people have that eating vegan and organic foods too healthy, and that's a huge excuse. I mean, too healthy. <laughs> it is healthy, but too expensive is what I meant to say. That's something that I hear all the time. Well, it's too expensive for me, and I can't eat that. The, I actually did an experiment, and I was able to eat ve- completely organic vegan meals, like um, not snacks, but three meals a day for seven days for an, at the food stamps budget, which is around $4 a day. And so you can eat incredible food if you make it yourself. That's the key. The trouble that people get into is they go to Whole Foods and they buy all this packaged food all the time and it becomes super expensive. Or they go to restaurants all the time and it becomes super expensive. But you can make a meal for, you know, the cost of something you would get at McDonald's, but much, much healthier. Yeah, do they smile when they do that? Do, were you smiling when you were eating those foods? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you're a very, you're a very, you're a very happy. I am a happy person. You're a very happy person. Yes. It's hard. You're unfettered. Yeah. You know I mean? Yeah, it's now, true. A lot of the conversations I have, I'm a huge fan of Facebook as far as like a place to kind of share what you do mm-hmm. and, and video and stuff like that. And your Facebook is, is pretty successful. Yeah. So you put a lot of value in Facebook, whereas yes. a lot of other people are like, it's not monetized. I mean, we're kind of geeking. <laughs> I, I geek out about sites and stuff like that. Yeah, you know? me too. Uh, but why do you put so much value in Facebook? It, it's doing well. You're, I've stalked your Facebook many a time. Well, it's interesting. I think I lucked out a lot when Facebook changed one of their algorithms about a year, year and a half ago. I just it just exploded for me. So I don't even know what I did. I think I must have been featured or some something because it grew so fast. Before that I was around like 20 something thousand Facebook followers, which is still pretty good. Yeah, me. But it flew up to 80 or 90,000 and now it's over, it's like 117,000 right now. And it was kind of just this domino effect. Once I reached a certain point, it just grew and grew. And then I became really aware of all the different ways that Facebook works and and it's to me, uh, ongoing split testing. So I'm always putting up content and seeing how it works. And whatever works, I do more of that. And if it doesn't work, I do less or none of that. And right now, it's really interesting. You, uh, Facebook really prioritizes video. Oh, absolutely. A native video. Na- when mm-hmm. you upload video directly to Facebook, that is all Facebook cares about right yes. now. Photos for a while were huge. Like anytime you uploaded a photo directly to Facebook, that would get the most of attention, but they are so focused on video. So it's interesting because you can't get ad revenue from Facebook right now. So I've been wondering, should I upload my YouTube videos to Facebook and just get all the views there? And then why would they come to my YouTube channel? I mean, I I, I wait till it kind of runs its course and then I will Then you put it up there. That's smart. There. Or do teasers or something like yeah, that. Yeah. And bounce them back. I find that the teasers don't work as well. Like no, of course. Because people... you have a link in it probably, right? There's probably a link Yeah, somewhere. there's a link. And yeah. then people don't understand that they have to click the watch more I button. Know, yeah. And there's all these comments. Well, why don't, I want to see the rest of it. And it's like... 
I said watch more at the I know. end and they don't get as it. As intuitive yet. as it is, people just don't get it until it becomes a regular thing. But for me yeah. it's like you know, I'm sure showing your 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 successful Facebook helps le- will help leverage a brand deal. Yes, will help. absolutely. So people are like, why should I bother? And I was like, that's why you should bother. Yes. Well, that's why you're so into Snapchat. Yeah, too. because you can you can leverage all things. And like Periscope mm-hmm. is is you know something I'm like a yep. huge fan of. And 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 um you know Jason underscore Horton on Twitter. Just mm-hmm. I, there's no way to really directly get people to Periscope. It's I'm gonna say I know, Periscope is interesting, isn't it? It's I like it, but. I also don't like it because I feel like people are getting on there and just doing nonsense nonsense and it's it's kind of like when Twitter first started and you would go on Twitter and it'd be like people talking about the lamest things that you didn't care about like I just got in the car to go to the grocery store and that's some literally some of the things people film on Periscope and but I, think of vlogs too What's that? Think of daily vlogs. Yeah. It's the same thing, right? I guess, but but there's, I don't know, maybe it's just a new format that you have to get used to, but Periscope, people tend to go on and on and on on Periscope. Absolutely. And I don't know what it is. There's Well, there's no fast forward button for one thing. Right. Just go so away. So maybe that's, yeah, exactly. Just, you just run, go away and find something else. But I think, yeah. you know, I think it's like, you know, it's, it's titled and you look and see like, oh, what's interesting here? Oh, yeah. For me, it's always kind of like, you know, I sing uh, I sing comments or I sing songs about people or I shout out their Instagrams. I'm really just judging their Instagram. So I do these like <laughs> formatted things that I can kind of do for a while. Uh, oh. It's You know, but I, I've been doing live streaming for on and off. For now, do you upload those to YouTube when no, you're done? No, I was, I was thinking about it. I just I just don't have the energy for that. Yeah, right it's now. A lot I got this work. podcast at Sideshow Network, sideshownetwork.tv to um it's another baby I got to I got to take care of. Yeah, you've got a lot of babies and your Snapchat is really impressive. Too, Thank you. So. Yeah, I love uh like I was I was just saying this before, it's like true engagement when somebody's looked at it, they've looked at it yep. on Twitter and even Facebook like you know, like 120,000 people aren't looking at every single one of your posts. Oh no, And not Twitter at all. like, you know what I mean, whatever amount of, of thousand, but on Snapchat when you see that number next to it, yes. whether it's 10 or 100, 1000 or 10,000 or more, um, uh, you know that's true engagement. Yes. Like it or leave it, you know they looked at it. Yes. And if I was a brand and somebody's like, oh, you know, eat, you know, have some eco vegan gal snacks, um, you know they're at least gonna, <laughs> they know they're at least gonna see that. Oh, absolutely. I think that's so cool, and it's kind of Snapchat's taking us back to what Twitter and Facebook used mm-hmm. to be when we had that super strong engagement. So all those people that complain that Facebook, you have to pay to get people to see your posts, like just go to Snapchat then. Like we'll, we can take ourselves back yeah. in time. We'll go to our Snapchats. Yeah, it's a great. Yeah. You know, the Jason Horton eco vegan gal, yep. great place yep. to start. Absolutely, to, to start snapping. So what do you think works best on on Snapchat? I know you always do your gym mornings. I do gym mornings. Yes. Yeah. Do you do that? Every I feel like it's every morning. Um, I, sometimes I miss to... it. Sometimes I miss it. I just like to have standard things. And what I like to do is, if you guys want a little piece, <laughs> when I when I'm doing like a sketch or like behind the scenes, I like to uh, take a picture on Instagram. And then I like to say to see the behind the scenes, go to Snapchat. Ah, smart. And then so I don't really vlog my behind the scenes anymore, but I will do it on Snapchat. And it kind of shows some value. And sometimes I, I also do uh, pervert sunglasses because I have these sunglasses <laughs> yes, I got I've online. Yes, I've seen those. Pervert yep. sunglasses. And yep. uh, it depends like what, what I'm in the mood for. And then, you know, I will Lots promote. of girls. Lots of girls. That's what, res- you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like hopefully um, – there will be some, you know, be some more audience on your Snapchat. <laughs> uh, you a bunch of dudes. I'm going to warn you right now. Yeah. Hey, well. But, you yeah. know, here's the thing is my thing is I, I had trouble with engagement. Like I felt like I made my YouTube channel about everything else but me, you know, mm. and I felt like I needed to do things. Uh, you know, I was like vlogging on my second channel, but I've been doing more things to be like, oh, I'm a person that you can invest back into. Mm-hmm. And Snapchat and Periscope and all those things become like an adjunct of that. Yes. Uh, so when they go to my video – 
imagine having the Snapchat like, oh yeah, I saw it on Instagram. Instagram. Then I saw it on Snapchat. Yeah. And then he periscoped about it. Uh-huh. When it comes video time, they felt like they are already kind of invested in this video. Yes. When they see the video, they might be more likely to like it or leave a comment or share it. Absolutely. And in fact, that worked on me because when you were doing all those girls in the jail cell, I was like, uh, what is going on here? Should be coming so, out very soon. Yeah, I'm really eager to see that. <laughs> girls in the jail cell. I mean, what, <laughs> what, I mean, what could it be? <laughs> That's exactly. And you kept saying, this is not a porn. This is not a porn. I'm like, then what is it, Jason? It's still not a porn. And <laughs> porn is in quotes. Not in quotes. <laughs> and A is in quotes. Uh, Whitney, th- thank you so much for being here. I mean, I I, uh, I feel like people should go and see what you're about to kind of learn. Vegan or not. I mean, let's vegan. be honest. No, most people listening are not vegan. They probably even turned off, turned this off. As no, as you're still female. You're probably fine. <laughs> um, but the thing is, you know, you're hot. And I'm not just saying that. I'm saying that because it's. I mean, that's part of the thing. But sometimes that's enough to hook people in, and then they come for one thing and stay for another. That's well, you how you use that. Yeah. That's how YouTube works. Let's mm-hmm. be realistic. You, yeah. know, you come for one thing and stay for another. And yep. I think there's a lot to learn about no matter what you do and how you. Anyone who can do this for a living and be be their own boss is somebody somebody should listen to, no yeah. matter how they got there. Well, I also have I have four really active YouTube channels right now. So, I, oh boy! <laughs> but there, so there's the main eco vegan gal channel. Yeah. Then I have a daily vlog, which is just like the foods that I'm eating. Okay. Um, one of my channels is all about business. It's called EVG Venture. Okay. And that's for people that just want to learn about the, all these business tips that I pick up over. over now, is that time. part of real real influencer? No, it's separate. Yeah, I know. But <laughs> the information is uh, complimentary. Yes, very complimentary. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, we the real influencer doesn't have a video component yet. Yes. So, but this started long ago. My right. venture channel. Um, and then my other one is my uncensored channel. What? Now we're now we're listening. <laughs> what part of it's uncensored? I know, but where do we I, put our credit cards? I is what I want to know. I don't mean to let you down, but it's, there's there's no flashing on on there yet. Maybe yes. there's maybe there should be. I don't know. Well, you know. But that channel is interesting because it. I didn't think anyone was going to watch it. In fact, for a really long time, I was afraid to even mention that it existed. And then it started into like this motivational talk type channel. And my audience there is small, but so dedicated and passionate about it. And it's interesting because it's not really about veganism. So it's a place for people to connect with me without like talking about the vegan side of things. And, so. you know, probably that helps them when – they're more invested in you when they go to the other stuff. Mm-hmm. It probably helps a little bit yes. more. And then, you yep. you know, it's like, well, you have your own, th- you know, you're vegan or you have your own thing. Yep. Um, you talk about your own thing, but they're just like, well, we don't care what it is you do necessarily as long as it doesn't offend our sensibilities. Yeah. Yeah. We're just, we're just here for you. And that's really the bottom line is what do you, what are what do you have to say about this? Yes. As compared to some faceless kind of personalityless person, mm-hmm. um, what, what they're selling. So I think that's that's the key to, to all of these online platforms. Yeah. Is people you need people to fall in love with you and mm-hmm. and how you say it and what you do to to really stand out. So yeah. you got to spread yourself across all these different platforms. And you know, I uh, lastly, I just it, I want to remind people it's just a, a welcome environment. So if no even judgment. if you just want to come in and like say you're trying to eat a little bit healthier and feel a little bit less bad about it. I mean, I see your snaps, Jason. I know yeah. sometimes you feel really bad when you go to Panda Express. So. Yeah, yeah, I know. What well, if I could help you eat a healthier I version bought a, of that? I just bought a, another blender. It's still in the box, but oh, yeah? I bought it. So what are you going to do with that? Well, it's in the, well, I bought it. So what does that have to do with Panda Express is what I'm Because I want to put not Panda Express stuff in the oh. blender. Why does everyone think that the blender is the key to health? 
Is that how you feel? Because I bought it and it's it's there. It's in the box. It's like you know. And why did the, you need another one? I made well one broke. I had one. Oh, okay. I actually used it and broke. But I um I made a joke once that like me not deleting a fitness app is kind of <laughs> like I'm still working out. It's like <laughs> yeah. it's a, you know what I mean. The intent is there. So that's what I'm saying. Like I have the intent of being there. Oh, okay. Whitney, thank you so much for being here. Eco vegan gal. Dot com, no, WhitneyLauritson.com. EcoVeganGal.com is correct. Yeah, and Whitney Lauritson. I know. We hit them everywhere. Uh, RealInfluencer.com. Mm-hmm. Guys, Friends Without Benefits, subscribe, uh, comment, rate. It, it helps. This podcast is free. Yeah. will always be free. I you left can, a rating and a, and a comment. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. And, and you, you have a podcast as well that I'll be on. Um, yeah. And you can find me at YouTube.com slash Jason Horton. I want to thank the Sideshow Network.tv. Uh, and this has been Friends Without Benefits. 